Welcome to the Bible Reading Plan podcast by Victory Point. One of the best ways to grow as a disciple of Jesus is to read and reflect on Scripture daily. We created this podcast to guide you through our daily Bible reading plan that helps us dwell in God's Word as we grow together in listening to the Spirit. Whether you're on your commute, doing dishes, or just getting up in the morning, we're glad you tuned in. Good morning and welcome to the Bible Reading Plan podcast. I am, well, we are back. Uh, Aaron Boyd is back with us today. Good day. For, uh, Tuesday. And uh, thanks, Aaron, for joining us. You described yesterday about kind of your calling as a musicianary uh, and the way that that has changed during COVID-19 because you're not able to travel and uh, play. Um, oh, by the way, I wanted to ask you, are you doing, um, I, I have this hunch that, I mean, I could go both ways. Like musicians right now who aren't able to travel and play shows are like in the next year, we're going to see a bunch of great albums come out. You know what I mean? As they're like in the recording studios and stuff. Have you been tinkering with stuff? Well, I released, I just released an entire record, um, through lockdown Yes, um, and then I've just literally finished a track. I got the second version of it through today. A friend, um, well, my quote-unquote manager um, <laughs> in in Nashville. I I hate using that term. Um, he is like one of my best mates, and he phoned me and he wanted me to um, just get a chat with this girl. He has this great ministry and is traveled around basically Mexico her entire younger life and is now just running around the world just and she you just felt like there'd be a really great fit and a great synergy and she has a podcast um called Reckless Faith and um so we she's called Beth Guggenberger and she pastors a, a, a big church or co-leads a big church um I'm not exactly sure where it is I think it's maybe in Chicago so we did a big zoom call and had a big chat and hang out and um, my manager Greg said to me, he was like, Bodo, can you write a song called Reckless Faith? And I was like, no, I'm not. <laughs> not happening, mate. So I was just, I, I jumped on the call and was like, Beth, what's the crack here? Like, what are we trying to say? And her, her, her the overarching thing in the middle of this song is about people don't live life the way they should because they're just basically so gripped by fear. And it is, it's like, will God really look after me? Is he good? Is he for me? Like, what are the promises of God? Who am I in the middle of? So our position, and if we don't understand that, then we'll never exactly then actively walk out in the kingdom the way we should. So I wrote a song called I Will Follow, which is the response. And there is the term reckless faith in the middle of it. Um, but it's not the main thing in the song. Do you uh-huh. know what I mean? You yeah. just can't, you know, with reckless love, you can't go down the reckless faith thing. It's just <laughs> too cheesy and too cringy. So, um, well, in a song for sure. Yeah. yeah, um, yeah. And I'm, I'm genuinely, like, genuinely blown away with it. I spoke to my friend Nathan, uh, who's here, and I was like, Nathan, help me just land this, like, pretty quick and pretty solid. And, uh, and so through lockdown, I've got this great system now because all these musicians were at home. Yeah. And, you know, it, like, they, the amount of money that they used to get paid is then infinitely changed as well. I mean, it's like, so it's it, all of a sudden then in my musicianary budget life that you can actually make this work. Yeah, it's an I'll send a demo to my friend in Colorado 
he throws all of these big keys, tracks down, all of this stuff. And he project manages the whole thing for me. And then we send that to this other person and these guys play violins and then that'll get sent back. And then ultimately get all collates and then it gets sent to a guy in England and he played guitars and uh, um, and mixed the whole thing. And, and then wow. he mastered it. So all of a sudden it's really, really simple and easy to do. And it's yeah. brilliant. So amazing. Um, yeah, we just keep, keep the problem is it's making music's too easy it's it's i, I haven't noticed because i think they that last record that i just did there grace is um I, like sound wise and energy wise and vibe wise i absolutely love it but the problem the hard thing is, is is trying to actually unless you're in with the yeah. the one percent of do you know what i'm saying it's very hard for people to actually get hold of it and yeah. the you know, because algorithms and Facebooks and all this kind of stuff and um, maybe a different conversation some other time it just seems mm-hmm. to be Christian music the person with the biggest checkbook wins at times yeah. you know so, yeah. um, it's uh, it's an interesting space to inhabit for sure so where can we find all that stuff all just basically all music platforms if you just aren't boy music it's it's their grace it's brilliant I recorded loads of it in my shed where I'm sitting right now <laughs> Girls read Bibles, scriptures, like justice scriptures. Send it off to my friend, PDK, who, if you've ever heard, you know, do you know the start of the God of the City record where it goes, there was a sound of a whisper and, you know, all the skin, he wasn't in the fire, he wasn't in the quake. That's him. Hmm. So got him to do more. And, um, yeah, and we've just been best mates ever since that thing as well, you know. So um, it's real. Yeah. And then Jill does a mini preach on it. So she hmm. does. There's a wee mini preach. So, and then awesome. wrote for World Orphans, and it's on it as well. It's called Until They All Have Homes. Okay, so World Orphans, that's a, an organization that Victory Point has partnered with. Yeah. Um, is a mission partner through uh, World Orphans. We've been working primarily through uh, World Orphans to work with the Refuge Initiative with Billy Ray, Billy and Don. And, uh, and uh, so, actually, Billy was on the podcast a few weeks ago. So it's kind of a cool connection. But uh, when we started working with World Orphans, actually, I think that's how we got connected was Matt, our pastor, was at a house concert that you were leading, that uh, you were having in someone's backyard or something like that. Is that right? Probably. Yes. We've, with we've Mike Crick? Of those, yeah. Uh-huh. It's, no, because we've all hung out. I honestly can't remember when the first time was, but that would seem about right. That Do you know what it was? I actually think I remember this. It was at um, it was at his brother's, at Mike's Mike's house, Mike yeah. Young. Yep. It was there, yeah. And then we started chatting, and then we we came to your church on the yeah. next tour. A couple of a few ago. concerts. You've done a few concerts at our church. Yeah. And uh, like worship and justice stuff. Yeah. And and each time we uh, really raise the bar for worship and we also raise the bar for justice and, and we use, you know, world orphans is a great partner in that and helping us, you know, kind of blow out the walls of our, our auditorium to see the world around us. And then you're also, you've also done some house concerts at like at the dryer's house yeah, at the pool. That was pretty fun. Yeah. No, that was, that was a lot of fun. Uh, and with Grant McCartney, uh, I just remember him doing a, what do you do, a backflip off the stage or something like that? Boys, all those ninja boys, you all love it. Being old and slow when you're around Davis. Yeah, it was really fun. Anyway, those are some of our connections. And uh, Aaron, it's been really fun to, you know, develop a friendship and a relationship with, with you and with Jill. 
Um, and I'm uh, looking forward to other ways that we're going to be able to partner in the future. So thanks for joining me on the podcast. I really appreciate it. Um, it's, I mean, in the midst of all this stuff, in the midst of all this stuff, it's, uh, you know, it can feel like you're, you know, people are alone or disconnected from a lot of people right now, but um, it's cool to be able to use Zoom and, and uh, have a touch point with our, our congregation. We, there's a bunch of people at our, at our church who listen to this podcast, so it'll be, be fun to, to all uh, be back in relationship with you for a week. So, well, no, hey, today's scripture passage is Psalm 104, or sorry, Psalm 105 verses one through six and it jumps to 37 through 45 would you mind if i read that oh read away my friend all right i'll i'll read it for us and then uh we can talk about something that's grabbing you out of this okay if you hear the rain by the way it is literally the heavens have just opened up here so in case it's all right right. all right as people start to go to the toilet or something like that you know Uh, i've got (laughs) i've got like uh chainsaws and and chickens in the background so yeah. All right, here's how it goes. Oh, give thanks to the Lord, call on his name, make known his deeds among the peoples. Sing to him, sing praises to him, tell of all his wonderful works. Glory in his holy name. Let the hearts of those who seek the Lord rejoice. Seek the Lord in his strength, seek his presence continually. Remember the wonderful works he has done, his miracles and the judgments he uttered. O oh, offspring of his servant Abraham, children of Jacob, his chosen ones. And he brought Israel out with silver and gold, and there was no one among their tribes who stumbled. Egypt was glad when they departed, for dread of them had fallen upon it. He spread a cloud for a covering, a fire to give them light by night. They asked, and he brought quails and gave them food from heaven in abundance. He opened the rock and water gushed out. It flowed through the desert like a river, for he remembered his holy promise and Abraham his servant. So he brought his people out with joy, his chosen ones with singing. He gave them the lands of the nations, and they took possession of the wealth of the peoples, so they might keep his statutes and observe his laws. Praise the Lord. All right, what do you think, Aaron? I just love it. I'm just smiling here. I just, um, and when we we did talk about thankfulness and stuff yesterday, the first thing that jumps to my mind is, remember listening to an Andrew Womack sermon as well and it's always stuck with me and he was he was talking about worship and um I'll not do it justice but it's basically I think it is actually from the Psalms where it's out of the mouths of babes and infants you've ordained strength to still the enemy and the avenger and then that is uh referenced again in the gospels um and it's like out of the mouths of babes and infants you've ordained praise right so he basically what he was saying is that when you go like old testament and new testament you put them side by side it's like out of your mouth is strength and what is strength strength is praise why distill the enemy and the avenger and being people that are thankful is your first line is of offense in the kingdom and not being on the back foot not being introvert like well not introverted like not being a woe is me, but actually it's like learning to be people who are thankful and give God his place in the middle of that um, is this great position to then always be on the front foot. Why? To still the enemy and the avenger. And so that that's the first thing that just jumps to my mind, you know, where um, I want to be someone that's like that. I want to be someone mm-hmm. that's thankful for the big things, for the small things, 
to maybe not look back in my life and go, well, I didn't see this, 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 or this, but it's actually, I did see this and I did see this and I did see that. And you were faithful there um, and hold on to those moments. So um, yeah, I, I, it's, I think it's just great passages. Yeah. But, that's great to be able to remember and look back and, and, uh, and see what God has been doing, kind of tell his story and be thankful for it. Um, yeah, it's a, it's a definitely a posture shift to, you know, you, you have a choice whether you look back in your life and go, man, look at all the terrible things that happened to me. I'm, I'm, uh, I'm always getting the short end of the stick. I'm, I'm always, you know, things, people are always giving me, you know, the worst and I, I never get my fair share or we can always, we can look back and go, wow, God has been so faithful in my story and, um, and I owe my life for it. So that's a huge uh, perspective change, I think, um, that you're kind of drawn out. Um, yeah, like seek the Lord and his strength, seek his presence continually. Like there is this reality where you know, I've been listening to, started this um, audible book um, called The Unseen Realm. And it just kind of goes into Old Testament, Hebrew, blows this whole thing up about god's like terrestrial family and then and celestial family and all this kind of stuff and it's just blowing my mind and i think the cool thing is is it kind of like it just makes your worship slightly bigger because you then or i my mind's being blown that i am part of something that is so much greater than what my head actually even thought um and this idea where you know, like what was Eden? It was like God's dwelling place on earth. Why? Because he wanted to dwell with man. But yet then what happened was then obviously there was the fall, but there was always a plan to still dwell with man. And now he temples inside each and every one of us. So where David is at this point, because this is pre whatever. And again, I'm not like a mad theologian, but it says like seek, seek the Lord in his strength and seek his presence continually. The reality of it is, is that God dwells inside each and every one of us. And so I don't want to be someone that goes, God, will you, or, you know, I, I want to be someone that it's like, God, thank you that you are here. Thank you that you're in the middle of this. Thank you that you yeah. are with me. Do you know what I mean? And call forth what is rather than what actually isn't and, uh, and speak and bring life into the middle of things. So, you know, stuff like that, these are people that were like, almost longing for what we have now where the Lord literally dwells inside each and every one of us that we are adopted into this family, you know? Mm -hmm. um, so that's, that's, if anything, that's something to just celebrate that in itself. Like that's an incredible starting point. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah, that's great. I love that. Um, one of the things that stuck out to me was he gave them the lands of the nations and they took possession of the wealth of the peoples that they might keep his statutes and observe his laws. Um, the fact that God, like it, it brings me back to, oh gosh, where it is it? Um, you know, he lifts the, the poor from the ash heap and, and seats them among princes, right? Like that's a, that's a, you know, a declaration of praise to God for the way that God um, reverses uh, the, the paradigms of the world. You know, the last become first, the first become last. And I think that's actually going to be later in, in the week. We're going to read a, a passage about that. But, um, you know, the way that God gives uh, authority and power to this small group of Israelites who were so oppressed in such like a, a uh, unnoticed and out of the way people group. And he wants to give them kind of the, the seat of honor 
in the nations um, in order that they would keep his statutes and observe his laws, meaning to be able to extend God's blessing to the whole world. You know, like the, the fact that God calls us to rule and reign like him and extend his kingdom and to be people who extend God's love into the world. Yeah. And that God wants to take the, the humble and the poor and the downcast and the trodden down and the marginalized and lift them up into places of honor so that they can display uh, God's love in the world. Just kind of yeah. um, was grabbing my heart in this passage. Yeah. And that's that actually, that, not that they go on about this book thing, but that's actually one of the, it's kind of heavy and not heavy. And again, listen, I'm not a theologian, but I, I love I love grafting into things, um, especially when it's audible because I can really, <laughs> yeah. I actually I struggle like reading words on a page and then really having it like hit, hit hard. When I hear stuff, like I can imagine it's so better, so much better. But what, um, what the guy's talking about is like, what does it mean to be made in the image of Christ? And I know this has been debated about for years, but he just says like, the, he goes into all the different words and all this kind of stuff. But it's this idea, because if we talk about, uh, he gets pretty heavy into the middle of it because then there's a pro-life thing. Well, what does it mean? Is it about consciousness? Is it about spirit? Is it about this? Is it about with all of these things? And what you can actually do is compartmentalize that into certain sections in life. Well, this animal has consciousness or this has this or this. So he says the reality of it is, is that we were created as images of God, as imagers of him to be him on this earth. And I think that's just absolutely fascinating, you know, where it's like literally each and every one of us has a call to be Christ's image on this earth and to walk out and love what that actually looks like. Um, and we have a choice in the middle of that, you know, and, um, so I, yeah, I just think that's, that's, it's just a great picture. You know, I also would just even in the, the, the practicalities of, way, of it as well, because I, have you been to Israel, Brennan? Yeah. Have you been, yeah. So, cause I knew, I knew Matt was there as well, but like when I went, it, it, when you kind of grow up and you read the stories and you look at the maps and all this kind of, it doesn't really hit, right? And then it all makes sense. Do you know what I mean? You can yeah. see Galilee. You can see the, here's where here you can see um, here's Capernaum or all you know all the different spots. You, it all makes sense, um, and it becomes very real. I just would love to see what the fire and the cloud looked like. I just think that would be absolutely brilliant. You know, <laughs> if you could just go back, you're like, what did it actually look like? Because I'm that guy that watches all the crazy Amazon Prime documentaries about have they found the real Mount Sinai and all this? Do you know what I mean? Like uh -huh, I yeah. love those things. Like I love the history in the middle of it. Um, but I would, I would just love to see what the cloud was at 39. He spread a cloud for a covering and fire to give them light by night. I think that just would be, that'd be epic. Do you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah. A big giant pillar of fire or, or do you know what I mean? Or is it completely different than what I see in my head? Uh -huh. you know? Well, like back to what you said yesterday, these are real people. Yeah. You know, these are real people who had real needs and yeah. who were in real places. And if we see it just from a bird's eye view, you know, like a, a map or, you know, even just the way we typically read scripture is such a distant, you know, posture from the, the people who are reading about versus trying to get into their skin a little bit and go, okay, these are real people. They have a real story. They have real emotions and they have real prayers and they have you know real relationships and uh and that's part of getting into the story of scripture and and then it helps us realize 
wait, we're real people too. And we have struggles and we have needs and God shows up for us in crazy, weird ways too. And um, I think that it helps it uh, bring the gospel to life when we're able to see scripture from more of a, you know, get in their skin kind of perspective rather than bird's eye view. No, like how, like it must have been so normal for them, right? If you take take the two two parallels, it's like here they are, and I'm going, I'd love to see what that pillar of fire looked like in the cloud mm-hmm. and all that stuff. And then they'd be like, going, well, what do you mean you can like be on one side of the world and the other guys on the other side of the world and like talk to each other? Like seriously, do you know what I mean? It's like, <laughs> it's, well, yeah, you know, you gotta see that in the middle of the irony in the middle of that. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what what uh, what seems normal to us probably would be miraculous and crazy to them yeah 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 that's yeah. crazy i love that that you can call someone what oh <laughs> that's funny yeah. i like that yeah. all right well sweet thanks aaron for engaging this scripture with me uh we'll we'll join back with everybody uh tomorrow uh what are we reading tomorrow we're reading jonah oh come that'll on. be fun Oh, Jonah 3, God. 10 through 4, 11. So we'll be reading that tomorrow. But until then, go in peace, everybody. May you learn to see God in everything and um, practice a, a spirit of thanksgiving and be able to remember the acts of God in our lives, um, even though they might, sometimes they seem normal to us. But like you just said, um, when we're able to look back at, over the course of our lives and see God's hand at work, it's anything uh, but normal. So thanks for that, Aaron. And uh, peace, everybody. We'll be with you tomorrow. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Bible Reading Plan podcast. If you have any reflections on the scripture we just read, please click the link in the show notes to leave us a voice message. We'd love to hear from you. Let me send you on your way with a blessing. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up the light of his countenance upon you and give you his peace. Mm-hmm.